What's up, guys, and welcome to the Underground Student Podcast. We are so glad that you are tuning in with us. Make sure you join us on Wednesday nights at 645 at Riverside Community Church. Make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. We can't wait to see you guys. Enjoy. So we're starting a new series called Wavelength tonight, and I'm actually really excited about it. This is our last series of Underground. Did you guys know that? The, the, like the year. Yes. So like literally we're going to be talking about this for the next five weeks, and then we're going to have summer break, and you guys are going to go off and do a whole bunch of fun things. We're going to have stuff over the summer too, but this is our last official series of the year, which is just crazy how fast uh, this year is going. But so we're in a new series called Wavelength, uh, and basically we're going to be talking just about the different voices in our lives, the different voices that are speaking into your life, the things that you're letting in, the things that you're letting affect you. We're going to talk about it all. And so Nat, like I said, Nat had a message for tonight and she was so happy and so glad to speak it. And then she couldn't. But so I'm going to share with you what I believe God put on my heart in the last like three hours. So bear with me if this doesn't make a lick of sense because uh, I'm doing the best I can. And so we're going to just go with it. But if you have a Bible, I want you to kind of go to the Acts 9 somewhere, Acts 9 20. Uh, we're going to be talking about Saul and who knows who Saul is. Maybe you don't know Saul. Maybe you know Paul. Raise your hand if you know Paul in the Bible. Yeah, probably you. So his name used to be Saul. And so I kind of want to talk about his conversion and just a little background. I'm going to give you a backstory on this dude. So Saul was a crazy guy, all right? He was a dude, let's just say, put it bluntly, he killed a lot of people, all right? So uh, he was always killing Christians. That's, that was his MO. He was going around persecuting Christians, people that loved Jesus. He was killing them all. Um, but till one day, he was on his way to a city called Damascus, and he was headed in that direction with his homies, with his boys, you know, and he was going. And uh, as he was on his way, all of a sudden, out of like nowhere, like as bright as this stage, and maybe even a little brighter, a light just shone on this dude, like just out of nowhere, just like bright light right on top of him, just out of nowhere. And Jesus started speaking to him and said, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And Saul's so like, what the heck is happening right now? I don't know about any of you, but if just a bright light shone upon me, I'd be probably panicking and freaking out a little bit. And so Saul does the normal thing. He's like, who, who are you? What is this? What is going on right now? And, and starts asking. And Jesus replies to him and says, I am Jesus, the one you are persecuting. And as he was continuing this, uh, all of a sudden Saul became blinded. And once he was blinded, Jesus sent him, he, he sent him off to Damascus to go there and stay with a man and wait for further like instructions and wait for further things. So his buddies helped him. He's on his, on his way, and now he's chilling. So Jesus is now speaking to another guy, Ananias, who told him to go and pray for this man. Ananias, I don't know if you guys have been, ever been told to do something by your parents, and you know that you don't want to do it. Anybody been there? Anybody like, yep, okay, every hand should be up, because I know all of you at one point in your life had had your parents tell you to do something you didn't want to do. So every hand should be up. That's exactly what Ananias did here. Jesus tells him to do something, and this dude's like, heck no, I know who this guy is. He kills people like me. I'm not about to die, bro. Like, I'm not about to go there. But Ananias obeys the Lord, because that's what we're all called to do, is obey. And so Ananias goes, and he does what God has called him to do, which is to go pray for Saul, and pray for him and to, so he could end up going. So that's what he did. Ananias went, prayed for Saul, and Saul ended up being healed. And it says this in the Bible, something like scales fell off his eyes. And he was, all of a sudden, he was not blind anymore. He could see, and then he began and got baptized, and he was sent off. But so, I want to pick up in Acts 9. That's why I said, if you have your Bible, 
turn there, and I apologize. Nothing will be on the screens because, like I said, this is last minute, so bear with me. But Acts 9, 20 through 22, and I want to read this to you. It says this. It says, and immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, he is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by providing that Jesus was Christ. So there's a, before COVID, pre-COVID, which seems so long ago, we did this thing in this room and it was a men's prayer night and none of you were at that. But um, I was sitting right down here in the front in my normal seat, if any of you know, that's where I sit right there, that end seat. And I was sitting there for this men's prayer night and it was a great night. So many speakers, we were all, we were all having, it was a good time. And I was sitting right there and there was a time where we were just worshiping and praying and it was just, it, it, God was just moving. And I was sitting there and Michael actually was off uh, praying for somebody, right? But I was sitting in my seat and this gentleman came up to me. I had no idea who he was. He didn't even obviously know who I was, but he walked up to me, put his arm around me and he's like, you know, Michael, I just want to pray for you right now. And I, in that moment, I was like, this dude thinks that I'm Pastor Michael. And he literally went on this whole rant and prayed for me as if I was Pastor Michael. And you know, if you're ever in that situation, you're not going to stop him. Like, you, it's weird. Like, what are you going to be like, sir, excuse me? Pastor Michael's actually right over there. I didn't do that. I was like, I don't know what to do. And so he went on to like pray for me. And I ended up afterwards, Michael came back over. I was like, hey, so I'm just going to inform you. This dude prayed for me. I'm going to tell you what he prayed about so you can feel anointed and loved in every way. And, uh, and so I told Michael, but then it was funny because then that guy came back afterwards and he came up to both me and Michael and he came up to Michael and he's like, hey, so is, uh, is this your son? Uh, and Michael was like, Michael being Michael, if you guys know him, he was just like, yep, this is my son. He's my oldest. He's uh, 20 years old. He's a great guy. And the dude was like, I knew it. You two look alike. I can see it. It's, it's perfect. You guys are like similar. This guy had no idea who we were. I don't even know if he comes to this church anymore. I was like, what is going on right now? This is literally insane. But anyway, I just can't forget that story because it's so funny. But I tell you that story because I think... Some of you can maybe relate to that, or I felt like when this series of listening to voices, I believe there's so many of us who are in this world that are maybe pretending to be somebody that we're not. People are maybe telling you who to be. And like this guy, he was basically telling me that I was Michael's son. He was telling me that I was both Michael and Michael's son. Like I was all of the above, everything in between. And this guy was telling me all these things. But I think that so many of us in just the world and in our lives in general, where people are telling us who we need to be. People are telling us what we should do. People are telling us how we should act. People are telling us what to say. And tonight, I kind of want to break this down because I think so many of us, we believe those lies of what people are telling us that we need to be. People that tell us these things, we believe it. And I want to break these down. And I think tonight, I want to give you two things that I believe we all do when listening to the voices of others. So if you're taking notes, I want you to write these down. Like I said, they won't be up on the screen because huh, last minute. Anyway, but the first thing I want to tell you is, or one of the things that I believe we do when we listen to the voices of it is we act fake. We're fake. I believe so many of us, we live a fake, fake life. And I'm going to tell you this. Literally today, I think this happened today for a reason, and this is the craziest story ever. So I was at Hy-Vee shopping. Anybody go to Hy-Vee? Love the bougie store? Who, I mean, Walmart. What's Walmart? Ghetto Mart? Who believes in that, right? Bougie, Hy-Vee. My dad works there. Hit him up. He's in the dairy department. Uh, anyway, so I went to Hy-Vee, Grand Prairie, best place to be. I used to work there. Anyway, we, I went to Hy-Vee, and I'm buying a whole bunch of candy and soda for you guys. By the way, snack bar. Hit it up. Dollar everything. Um, buying a whole bunch of snacks, right? 
And if you know when I go, this is legit what I do. I go to the candy section when it's on sale, and I just take, like, their whole box, pull it out, and dump it into the cart. Like, that's legit what I do. So I have, like, candy piled up in my cart. And so I go to, uh, I go to get a cart because you, you need a cart to carry all this candy. And I'm walking in front of the checkout li- line, and this lady, all of a sudden, like, I barely heard her. She's like, hey, Nick. And I just kept walking, and I look back, and she's dead-eye staring at me. And I was like... Hey, how's it going? Like, no idea. Just kept walking. Anyway, got all the candy in the checkout line. Hy-Vee's got self-checkouts now. It's amazing. So yeah, whoever cheered for that, uh, Sarah. Um, so I'm in self, self-checkout, and I'm just scanning away at all my candy bars, literally. And the thing that's so funny, I noticed this today too, it tells you how much it is. So I'm just listening to it over and over again. Tell me the price of how much these candy bars, 88 cents, 88 cents. It was kind of annoying. Anyway, so I'm checking out. And as I'm checking out, this lady, she comes up to me again. And she comes up to me. She's like, hey, you looked really confused when I said hi to you. I just want to make sure you're all right. Like, so I was like, oh, no, you're totally fine. It's, it's cool. It's, yeah, it's good. It's whatever. I don't even know what else I said. She walked away. I was like, thank God, okay? Kept scanning my candy bars, 99 cents, 99 cents. She comes back again. Like, I don't know what her deal is, but she comes back again, and she helps me on the, the register. I think she gave me a discount. I don't know. Hallelujah. Bless her. She gave me a discount, and then she's like, so, uh, how's your mom? I see her in here every once in a while. And at this point, I'm thinking, okay, maybe she does know me. Like, maybe she legit knows me. My dad works there. I have a lot of random people come up to me at hy and say they know my dad and they know me. Uh, so, anyway, so I'm thinking she just maybe knows me, called me the wrong name. Maybe that's what it was. And so, anyway, she's like, how's your mom? I was like, oh, yeah, she's good. She's like, yeah, I see her every once in a while in here uh, shopping around. And I was talking to her the other day about how, how, how the apartment situation is going with Brandy. If you know my mom, she doesn't live in an apartment and she doesn't live with somebody called Brandy, okay? My mom's married, has a full house, and lives with my, my, her husband. And so, did I say something wrong? Or is that just funny? Her husband. Did I say my husband? I said her husband. I knew I said that wrong. I'm not that funny for all you guys to laugh like that. I was like, I knew I said something wrong. Her husband. I thought I said her husband. Anyway, guys, I said give me a break, okay? Look, I just missed my face, all right? This is a hot mess up here. Anyway, so she's saying this, and at that moment, I knew instantly. I was like, she has no idea who I am. So what did I do? I just continued with the conversation. I was like, you know, the situation's crazy. You know, Brandy, I don't know what her problem is, but she's dealing with a lot of stuff, and she needs to go. And then this this lady, she's like, yeah, I told your mom she needs to just stop welcoming anybody into the house. I'm like, you darn right she needs to stop welcoming anybody into the house. I was like, this lady has no idea what's going on right now. And then it was funny. I told a couple people, and I was thinking, while I'm having this conversation in my head with this lady, I'm like, she's going to go to the real Nick and be like, man, I had a conversation with you, and this dude's going to have no idea what she's talking, no idea what she's talking about. And I was like, anyway, it was so funny. But um, it literally happened today. Anyway, <clears throat> so I tell you that too, because I believe that that relates to so many of us. Like I was pretending to be Nick in that situation to this lady. Like, I'm not going to tell her it wasn't me. After the third time, you can't come out and just be like, yeah, my name's actually Josh, and I don't really know who you are. Like, you're already committed to this conversation. Like, you're already invested. And so at that moment, I'm not going to tell her who I was. And so I just went along with it. I pretended to be this Nick guy. But I think so many of us in our lives, in certain areas with people, with our parents, with our friends, we pretend to be somebody that we're not. And I don't know if any of you can relate in this room right now to that, but I think so many of us do that. So many of us are pretending to be somebody that we're not. See, I heard this quote a long time ago, and I want to share it with you. It says, God can't bless who you pretend to be. And somebody needs to hear that. 
because I heard that and it has stuck with me for so long because I was doing exactly that. I was pretending to be somebody that I wasn't. And God really wasn't moving in my life. He really wasn't doing anything in my life. I was just sitting still. But God can't bless who you pretend to be. And so my, what I want to share with you tonight is to stop being fake. Stop being somebody that you're not. Stop doing things just to impress other people. Stop lying to your family just to get out of things, just to get away with things. Stop being fake so God can begin to bless your life. So I shared a message like a long time ago. And as I was preparing this, I thought of this whole idea of so many of us, we want to fit in. I guarantee you, if I raise my hand, right, or if I ask this question, hey, who wants to fit in in this room? Nobody would really raise their hand, but I know everybody wants to fit in. Everybody in this room wants to be liked. Everybody wants to be loved by somebody. Everybody wants to have that and be able to fit in with your friend group or with your parents or whoever it is. We all want to fit in. And I was thinking of this idea, God has not called us or you to fit in. He's called us to stand out and to be different. And that's my encouragement tonight for us is to not fit into our friend group, to not do what they want us to do, not to be fake to just to, to make them happy, but to, fit, to not fit in, but to stand out and to be different. See, like I told you, that used to be me. I used to be that kid. So when I was in high school, when I was your guys' age, I literally hung out with all my friends and I wanted to be cool. I wanted to be liked. I wanted people to look at me and go, man, that dude has it all together. That dude's awesome. I, I want to hang out with him. Like that, that was me. That's what I wanted to be like. That's why I wanted everybody to be my friend. I wanted everybody to look at me and I wanted everybody to like me. And so what did I do? I did anything my friends wanted me to do. I did anything that they asked me to do. I would cuss in front of my friends because they cussed and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And if I did it, then people would like me. I did so many things. I, 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 I convinced my friends to do things because I thought they would like me more if I did it. That's just what I did. I was being somebody that wasn't. And I always tell people, when I went home to my parents, I was one person. But then when I would go and I would hang out with my friends at school, I was a completely different person. Completely different. And I think so many of you can probably relate to that. So many of you can probably say, man, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, I'm totally different with my parents than I am with my friends. And you got to ask yourself, are you just doing that to maybe try to fit in? Are you doing that because... That's just who you are. Why are you doing that? Why are you one person with one friend, one person with another friend, one person with your parents? You need to begin to ask yourself that because that's exactly what I did. And when I began to realize that that's what I was doing and I changed my ways, that's when I realized and started seeing God move in my life because I was no longer pretending to be somebody that I wasn't, but instead I was choosing to stand out and be different than what everybody else wanted me to be. See, and I love this story about Paul because that's exactly what he did. This dude chose to be different. He chose actually first off to stand out or to, just to fit in. Like when he was, when he was uh, murdering Christians, like I'm sure back in the day, so many other people had that mindset. They didn't like the Christians in the day. So what was Paul doing? That's what he just wanted to do. He wanted to kill Christians. He was fitting in with the group, what everybody hated on, what everybody else was doing. Man, that's just what we're going to do. That's what I'm going to do. But see, then God got a hold of his life and began to transform him. And he no longer was fitting in with what everybody else wanted to do, but instead he was standing out from what everybody else was doing. And that's the scripture we just read. People were questioning, isn't this the dude that like was killing people like literally two hours ago? Like, isn't that what this dude was doing? Like, and now he's standing up in front of everybody proclaiming Jesus and saying he's the way and proclaiming Christianity and saying that's the best religion. And he's doing all these things. He no longer chose to just fit in with his crowd. He chose to stand out and do something. And that's when God began to work on his life. See, God wants to do the same thing in your life. 
He doesn't want you to just be fake. He doesn't want you to just fit in. He doesn't want you to go with the norms of what your friends are doing and what your family's doing. He doesn't want you to do any of that. He wants you to stand out. He wants you to be different. He wants you to do the things that you know you should be doing instead of the things you know you shouldn't be doing. And we can probably all relate to that. We know that there's things in our life that we're doing that we know we shouldn't be doing that we know are wrong, things that we're hiding, things that we're keeping away from our parents, things that we're keeping away from our friends because we know if it sees the light of day, oh, then we're gonna get in trouble. People are gonna make fun of us. People aren't gonna give us the credit that we need. People aren't gonna like us anymore. See, God doesn't want you to be fake. God doesn't want you to pretend. And see, the second thing I wanna lead you to is to don't let society control you. And I believe these two things kind of go hand in hand. Because I think society tells you how to act all the time. The world has its standards. And you've probably seen it at your school. You've seen it with your friend group. You've seen it maybe in your house. The world has its standards of how you're supposed to act, how you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to do. So many of us are wrapped up in that idea, though, of what society tells us is what we're supposed to do. And that's what we're stuck on. See, society will tell you how to act. It'll tell you how to act. It'll tell you maybe to disobey your parents. It's not cool to honor your parents. It's not cool to do what they want you to do. It'll tell you to be rude to people. I've seen so many people just be rude just because they can be rude. And that seems like sometimes the culture that we've built up is just to be rude to people. See, society will also tell you how to act, but in cheating at school, cheating is fun. Copying off your friend's homework is fun. That's what we should be doing. Or maybe if we go even a little deeper, society and your friends will tell you that you should be maybe doing drugs. You should be watching pornography. You should be doing all these things. You should be smoking, drinking, whatever it is. That's what society will tell you what to do. Wait, you haven't had a beer yet? And you're under 18? You're not 21 yet? Oh, then what are you doing, bro? Like, that's what, like, let's go party this weekend. That's what society is gonna try to tell you to do. I had it all through high school. That's what my friends were doing. That's what my friends were doing. And that's not the stuff that we need to be doing. See, society will also tell you how to talk. They say you should cuss. That's what I did. Society, my friends were doing it, so I should do it. Society will tell you to make crude jokes, to tell you to lie. If we even keep going, society will tell you how to think. Society will put things in your brain, on your phone, and on billboards, and other people will give you ideas, and you'll start thinking things maybe negative about yourself or maybe just even inappropriate thoughts about other people. Society will begin to tell you how to think. It'll also begin to tell you how to look. And I think this is one of the biggest ones that everyone struggles with. Because if you don't look a certain way, then you can't fit in. You can't relate. No one's gonna like you. If you don't have the certain body type, you can't fit in. If you don't have the certain hair color, you don't fit in. If you don't wear the certain kind of clothes, you don't fit in. No one's gonna like you. And so we put all these things into our head and we think that this is all that we need to do and we're letting the voices of what other people and what the world are telling us to do to dictate who we should be. And I think so many of us fall into this trap of the society telling us all these things. And see, the thing that I have learned is that, that you know that these things are not good. You know that these things are lies. You know that you shouldn't be listening to other people when they tell you things, but yet you still believe them anyway. I've seen so many of you tell me things that lies that you're believing about yourself. I've heard so many of you say those things, but yet you're still choosing to believe those lies. Why are we choosing to believe those lies when we know that they're lies? We should not be believing things that aren't true about ourselves. See, you still allow the voice of the world tell you how you should be. You let the voice tell you what you should do. You let your friends tell you what you should do, what you should wear, how you should talk, how you should act. You let all these people get into your head. 
when you should not be listening to those voices. See, stop listening to the lies of people and start listening to God's love. That's what we need to start doing. And I thought of this illustration and this idea is if, I just want everyone to picture this with me. You put on a pair of headphones. Imagine you're wearing headphones right now, okay? And you're listening to music or whatever. But so this is what I believe so many of us are doing. We have headphones on our head right now and we're taking that cord and we're plugging it into the world. And so many of you have these headphones on while being plugged into the world and the voices of other people, culture, Instagram, Snapchat, social media, your friend group, and that's all that you're listening to. And I don't know about you, but when I listen to music, I turn it on full blast. I can't hear nothing else, all right? Noise canceling, best thing ever invented. But so many of you are listening to the world and the lies and the things that people are trying to tell you that you can't hear anything else going on around you. You can't hear God, you can't hear anybody. That's how some of you are living your life right now. That's how some of you choose to live your life. You would rather listen to this than you would rather listen to God. You would rather listen to the lives of people than listen to the people that are trying to help you, that are trying to mentor you, that are trying to get you through certain situations in your life, and yet you're just shooting them down because you would rather live the life over here of listening to the lies and, the, and the not the truth of what other people are trying to tell you. I've seen it. We've seen it. And my encouragement to you tonight is that you would not stay plugged in to the lies of the world. But instead, you would choose to unplug from the lies of the world and you would choose to plug in to the word of God. That you would choose to plug into what he wants to say in your life. Plug into what people are talking to you. You have perfect leaders in this room that want to love on you and tell you how to do things. Yeah, it sounds weird, but we want to encourage you. We want you to learn from our mistakes. We want you to learn from the things that we did wrong. You guys are at such a young age that you need help walking through life. I'm still at a young age where I need help walking through life. And if we're at the place where we're never allowing other people to speak into us, we're never gonna grow. We're never gonna get better. We're never gonna learn. We're never gonna go anywhere because all we're doing is being stuck in the moment of listening to the lies and listening to the crap over here. We need to unplug from the world and plug into God. See, because as long as you are plugged into the world, you will never hear the voice of God. God can never move because you're just so focused on the lies. You so believe in the lies. But can I tell you this? And I think this is so true. When you are plugged into the voice of God and you hear him and only him, you will then stop believing the lies of the world and what they are trying to tell you. But it's only in that moment when you get invested into the word of God, when you get invested into church, when you get invested into the Bible, when you get invested into what God is doing in your life and you truly trust him with everything and you're trusting people who are mentoring you and you're trusting that when you're praying and you, God speaks to you and he says something and you listen to him and you do exactly what he's telling you to do, that's when we fall into what God wants us to do. So you need to start listening to the voice of God and stop listening to the lies. And I wanna read you this scripture verse. In Ephesians 2.10, and it, it says this, because I believe so many people, even in here, you don't even know how much you matter. You don't know how much you're, you're truly valued in this world. And I love this scripture verse, and I've, I've shared it with you guys before. It says, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. See, I love this verse, but I love the beginning of it, because it says, for you are his workmanship. And when it means workmanship, man, when somebody works on something, they take time. They put attention. They put detail. They put effort. They make it so good and so perfect that it will never break. It will never be bad. And see, that's what God did with each and every single one of you. He worked in your life. He took time on you. He made you exactly how he wanted to make you, the way that you were supposed to be made. So how you look right now, that's what God wanted. The family that you're in, that's where God wanted you to be. 
The friend group that you have, that's the friend group that God wants you to have. The life that you're living may not align perfectly with God, but God wants to show you and give you the life that you're supposed to to live. But we need to trust him. You are loved so much by God that it's not worth listening to the lies of the world. And that is my encouragement tonight, is that you would not continue to listen to those lies. But instead, you would unplug from the world and you would plug in to the voice of God because I know, I know so many of you are listening to the world. As, as my age, people do it all the time. Adults do it. As, as long as we live, that is the world that we're gonna live in where we're just gonna constantly be listening to the world. But we need to train ourselves not to believe what the world is trying to tell us. Instead, we need to believe what God is trying to tell us. And God loves you so much and has so much in store for you that you need to dive in deep with it. And honestly, I'll just be real with you guys. This is not even in my message, but it breaks our heart. I know me and Nat and Michael and just anybody that works here or volunteers or is a leader, it breaks our heart when we see you not fulfilling what God has for you because we know that God has so much in store for each and every single one of you. We know that he has a purpose and we want you to fall into that purpose. We want you to chase after it. We want you to be coming to church. We want you to be dedicated to what he's doing in your life doesn't just start with us. It starts with you guys. And we want you to stop listening to those voices and just falling into what God has for you. And so we're going to end early, but I want to pray. And then we're going to go into small groups and have plenty of time to unpack this more and talk about it. Uh, But let me pray for you guys. God, I just want to thank you for what you're doing here tonight, Lord. I just pray right now that over each and every single one of these students' lives, God, that you would begin to show them how much you love them. God, begin to show them what you want them to do in their life, God. Begin to show them the lies that they have believed for so long, God, that they can begin to get rid of them, that they can begin to not listen to those lies, that they can begin to get rid of them, God. So Lord, we pray right now that you would just do a work in their life, God, that you'd begin to speak to them, that you'd begin to change their hearts, God, that you'd begin to work in them so much, God, that they know that it's you and that it's not nobody else, God. That one day they'll get to the spot where they say, man, only God did this. God worked in my life. Only God could do this. God, we know that you're working in this place. We know that you're with us every single step of the way. And God, I pray that they begin to trust you and love you like never before, God. And so we pray all these things. I pray a blessing over these guys as they go out this week, God, that you'd be with them, that you would protect them, and that you would just speak to them every single day, God. We love you and we praise you. And in Jesus' name, everyone said amen.